Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lurpa duper, lurpa loopa loopa loop, dooba loopa loop. Yes, watch Judas. I, I can most certainly inform the people. Dooba, floopa, dooba loopa, dooba, floop, loopa loopa loop, up. Yes, they will be most pleased indeed. Labadabap. Oh, oh I, I agree, your grace. Playing rolling in the geek should satiate the, the masses. You are most wise, your grace. Hello, I'm Ken Brown, and as the Game Master for Riven, the Shattered Continent, I welcome you to our table. Team, please introduce yourselves. Hoo-dee-hoo! Um, hello there. My name is Arcos Pissarro. I'm an Alacocra monk from the Sanctuary of Okaido. I am the Ringer of Alarm Bells and the Protector of Young Cassie, and I am portrayed by Nick Simpson. And I am Trevor Ironjaw. Forge cleric, infused with the power of a being of flame to become an instrument of justice for the people. Portrayed by Brad Konow. Thank you, gentlemen, and thank you for joining us. Welcome back to Riven, and get ready for Rolling in the Geek. It's Ken, your Game Master here, and on behalf of the Rick Geek family, we beseech thee, if we are pleasing to thine ear holes, please check out Rolling in the Geek on Patreon, and please rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or whichever listening platform you favor. It helps get more people at our table, and we can never have too many cooks in our kitchen. Now, back to three guys screaming at numbered shapes for not helping them enough. Last time on Rolling in the Geek. The B-team engages with the kobolds in the drill room with Nundle and Melia, Trevor helping the former and Harkos helping the latter. Harkos takes out a kobold and Melia starts working on the cockpit for the drill while Trevor and Nundle take out a kobold on their side. The drill makes some progress, which makes Harkos switch his attention to helping Melia, putting himself at great risk to do so. They are able to get it open, but the drill surged forward, hiding the cockpit. After clearing the kobolds through a series of attacks, kobold speed bumps, and stuffed tailpipes, they are able to stall out the drill, and Trevor thoroughly destroys the tracks. They pull the destroyed drill out and kill the last kobold. The team then splits up, sending Trevor and the badly wounded back to town, and Harkos with Selena and Puffles to find Glenn, but upon arriving, find him to not be there. And that is where we pick back up, uh, so since uh, uh, Trevor and uh, the injured, uh, namely Nundle and Melia, uh, you guys start heading back towards the surface. Uh, I'd say that you 
All right, it's a little slow going because, uh, you know, Nundle's kind of limping along behind you. You've got a dude slung over your shoulder. And uh, Melia is not her uh, her her usual fast-paced self. Uh, but you guys start making your way towards uh, towards town. Uh, you get to... Uh, it, you eventually make up to where the elevator is and uh see that it was uh it was brought down uh so that is your way back up if that's the way that you desire to go yep let's do it okay uh so you start heading up the elevator you're turning the crank and you hit that that section that was damaged uh-huh. And you feel the elevator lurch and shift, but then pop back onto the worm gear and continue on up. Sweet. I rolled that. I don't know if you remember about that, but I rolled it. I did. Yeah. Yep. I uh, so you make it to the top. And keep on uh, heading out. Okay. Uh you make it the rest of the way. You get to the main entry area and you see two sentries that have been posted. Uh, at the door uh, and an alarm bell that's been strung up to the cave entrance next to them. Sweet. Um, uh, a little assistance, please. Oh, my. What? Oh, you've looks like you all took some damage down there. Just a little bit, but it seems to be clear now. Uh, we, we will assist you. Uh, here, uh, uh, but Ralph, go and go and help. Uh, go and help, Governor. Right. God, God damn it! <laughs> go and help, uh, uh, Mayor Melia. And Where, uh, where's my I notebook? Will... <laughs> oh no! Uh, and I will, I will help, uh, uh, uh Mister Mister Nundle. Uh, yes. So they they come up and they kind of put Ralph. arms around uh, the two of them and. Uh, start taking you towards the uh, apothecary in the barracks. Royal Guardsman. Ralph. Got it. Continue. Glad that that was important. You never uh, know. You never know. Yeah, Could be fair. the next big bad. Who knows? Could be the next super awesome good guy. Truly. and Truly could be. I... Trevor, I'm going to say that you are definitely starting to feel the effects of exhaustion. Uh, I'm going to say that I would probably agree with you with uh, my 5 HP. <laughs> uh, well, with your 5 HP, along with that, uh, I would say that you're going on about 48 hours since you've really slept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're you're definitely very bad off right now. Uh so what I'm going to have you do is uh, I'm going to have you roll a constitution saving throw to see if you can carry this guy over to the apothecary without kind of without stumbling. That is a 17. OK, uh, it's not easy, but you tough it out and uh, you're able to get the uh, this this gentleman over to the apothecary uh, and set him down on his examination table. Uh, some other folks go and, and start tending to Nundle and Melia, uh, kind of trying to patch them up a little bit while the apothecary starts looking over 
uh, this wounded elven man. Uh, okay, so what are you going to do? Are you going to try to get tended, or are you just going to go and die somewhere? Uh, once I know the apothecary's got... Once I know the elf isn't going to freak out when he wakes up, that's probably a better one. I, I want to stick around to see what happens after they pull the knife and heal him. Well, I... Okay, so here, let's do this. So I'm going to roll for the apothecary. Uh, okay, so he's able to cleanly take the knife out. And as soon as the knife comes out, you can see blood, just like on the others, that blood starts coming out from the wound. Uh, he knows the situation. I'm assuming you talk to him. So definitely one of yeah. He's going to make a medicine check to make sure that he can uh, patch everything up. Whew, yeah. And uh, he... I. Uh, starts taking out some different salves and, and bandages and all that and starts getting everything all cleaned up. And uh, after, you know, probably about a half an hour or so of work, he uh, looks over at you and he says, well, uh, I'm assuming that this guy isn't going to wake up for a bit. So he's he's good to go. Uh, but you're you look pretty bad, my friend. I, I think that you need to get some rest. Uh, yes, as soon as everything is done. Uh, what else? What else needs done? I uh, have to make sure Hawkos is okay. Mm. Well, uh, do you do you want to stay here, or do you? I'm going back towards the mine. Um, you dumb son of a bitch. Okay. Uh, so he hands you a little uh little bottle full of uh red liquid. And he says, uh, if if you want to just take a drink of that uh, and uh, that'll that'll give you a little bit more oomph to to make sure that you can you can stay conscious for a little Uh, bit longer. uh, Yes, I'll go ahead and take a drink. Okay, Uh, so you take a drink and I mean, it's it's a small bottle, so you pretty much wipe it out with one drink, but it gives you uh, four HP back. Nice. So you're feeling a little bit. Little bit better. Sweet. Back towards the mine. Okay, so with a little bit more spring in your step, you head back towards the mine. Uh Harkos. Yes. Uh you uh are in the room with Selena and Puffles. Uh where you left Glenn, you can see the impressions where uh Trevor's sanctuary spell was, uh, that have since worn off. Uh, but no no Glenn. So I'm going to ask the other two. I, I need I need you to help me to see if we can um if we can track that he started heading out. I, I we we got to figure out what happened. I uh, so Melia kind of No, Melia's not with me. It's Selena. Or not Melia, uh Selena. Uh Selena that that in my head that's what I said. Haha. Uh, I figured but, it was cuz you definitely talked about Governor Amelia up top, so uh Mayor Mayor Amelia. I know, but uh, you said governor. I said governor first and then I corrected myself. I know I just never mind. You're right. Good I'm stupid. You're right. I'm stupid, uh, okay? No, there no, I said you're it. not, I'm stupid. Um so uh So we're stupid together. Uh Selena is going to do a survival check to see if she can track. Uh it's a fourteen. Yes. 
four, so 18 total. Uh, so she, yes, she does see footprints and they are leading back towards the exit. Uh, okay. But she I'm, starts, she takes point and starts directing you. Yeah. Okay, good. I was going to say, I just want to follow and make sure they go all the way out. I want to make sure everything was fine. So that is our okay. course of action. So you start, you, you follow Selena. I. Uh, a fair distance back from Marcus, I'm assuming. He keeps on looking no, over his. Sh- he no, keeps I'm, looking. I'm, oh, I'm closer than usual. I'm okay. not. I'm not right up on him, but I'm closer than usual. Right. He Between- keeps on turning and looking back at you, and kind of bobbing back and forth a little bit excitedly when he looks back at you. Uh, and then he keeps going, and he and you know, like five minutes later, he turns back and he bounces and kind of shakes his butt a little bit at you, and then keeps going. Yes, yes, we're becoming better friends. You still make me uneasy, though, so if you could stop wagging it at me, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> he, he looks sullen. I'm sorry, you're very... I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> okay, uh, so you uh, follow the... Uh, you follow the, the trail, and uh, after... Uh, maybe about half hour, 45 minutes. Uh, you get to one of the equipment rooms and open up the door and uh, Glenn has collapsed in front of the next door. Um, I want to check on him like a okay. medicine check or whatever. I want to okay. make sure he's still there. Do a medicine check. Okay. Uh, that's a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, he's alive. He just passed out from exhaustion. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go to lift him, but like we we've got to get him out of here. Uh, so Selena will take point again, uh, and uh, leads you the rest of the way out. You follow along the path that she used to come in here. Takes you a little bit because uh, it is a little slower going now that you're you're carrying a man. Uh, but uh, you eventually get to. Uh, the first equipment room and see the uh, the two guards that are posted there uh, that have since returned, but you don't know that. And Trevor are waiting for you. Woo! Oh, goodness, Hawkos. I'm glad you're okay. Uh, Trevor, it's been about the, like an hour since you left uh since you left the apothecary. So you have been waiting for a little while. I'm definitely worried. That's that's <laughs> why I kind of made a comment is because it had it's been some time. Um if everything's okay. Glenn didn't he um he got tired and he didn't he didn't make it all the way out. Um well uh I am I'm a guard here. Do you do you need help? Uh, I'm assuming you want to take him to the apothecary. He, he looks a little rough. Yes, we need to get him some help. Hey, uh, do you want us to? Do you want us to take him? Uh, I I can. Yes, that that's all right. Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, Ralph, get out of the way. Oh, uh, Ralph. So- Ralph, nice to meet you. I'm. Harkospus, we'll have to meet another time. I'm a little, a little tired. <laughs> yes, perhaps we should head back to the 
to our rooms. Well, uh, you need you need to like take him to the apothecary first. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll get out of your way. So they 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 get out of the way, and uh, you guys know where uh the apothecary's office. So you take him, you take good old Glenn back into town and drop him off at the apothecary. Uh, apothecary looks him over and says, "Uh, well." Yeah, it's definitely good that you got him here. He uh if he had if he had too much more time down there, I don't think that he would have made it. He's very malnourished and uh he's it looks like he's dehydrated and obviously exhausted. So we'll we'll get him nursed back to health. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Sorry, Trevor, I didn't Realize we were boring. Uh, Trevor's just tired. Um, <laughs> th- thank, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, Is he the apot? Sorry, go ahead, apothecary. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Uh, the <laughs> is the the apothecary's stationed like in the barracks building, right? Like he, yes, that's, that's where he was. Yes. Um, but before we, uh, did um did Jork come back here? Where did he? end up um i i didn't know that he came back honestly well that's uh, always good been, news but i've been here so you know so he didn't come to see okay we'll check his office okay uh is that your next stop then yeah since we're already in this building i just want to check in okay if he's uh, here so you get to the uh you you leave the apothecaries and get to the other side of the barracks where uh Jorick's office is and uh open up the office. Uh looks like he uh like his sword and stuff is sitting on top of his desk, but he's not in here. Okay, well I mean he made it up, which in that I know he was like falling asleep at his desk that one time, so I, I like to think that he sleeps here sometimes but i'm assuming he has somewhere more comfortable to be yes he, he so, does have his own quarters that are right next door conveniently well i don't know that uh so minimum i mean unless it's blatantly obvious that he has quarters next door i would just be satisfied knowing he you, you actually, know his quarters are next door okay I, I would say at this point you know that that i'm i'm gonna go i'm gonna go piss him off and knock on the door and hey you knock on the door and uh you don't hear you don't hear anything uh in response well i'm not just going in there he's probably got play ribbons or some shit so <laughs> i'm not about i'm not about dealing with that so um i'm gonna tell trevor that i will uh, I, I'll, I'm gonna meet him back. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll catch up to him at the rooms, but I need to go tell. I want to go tell Cassie. Um, that sounds fine. Um, it's yes. I'm, I'm going to go on back to my room. I think I'll be right behind you. I swear. I need to go to sleep, but I, I'd like to be the one to tell them. It would probably be best, yes. Please be. I know it's in town, but be, be, be safe. Oh, trust me, I'm very afraid of anyone who sneezes, and not 
making mm. jokes of light in the real world. I'm very tired and very <laughs> hurt, and I don't want to have anyone tickle me the wrong way and me keel over in the street. So I will be most careful, Trevor. Thank you. Yeah, I'll head back to my room. Okay. Uh, you head back to your room. I'm just going to take care of you really quick. Uh, so you head back to the room. As soon as you come in, uh, Gwork, the uh, friendly barkeep. Uh, oh, hello. Oh, it, it, you're alive. You uh, Yes. You you look close to not being so, but... Uh, it's, it's been very close a, f- a few times, yes. Oh, uh... Well, is there anything that I can get for you before you retire? Obviously, you, you need it, but... Uh, Perhaps not that I really think I'll need it, but okay. something to put me in a deeper sleep, maybe. Make sure I get the rest that I need. Uh, I I have a feeling you're not going to have any problems with that. Uh, you look like you're about ready to pass out right now. Uh it, when you wake up, just come and see me. I'll make sure that I get you food and drink. Okay, will do. Thank you. Right. Thank right. you so much. Sleep well. Thank you. Yeah. I'll head on up to my room. You sure you don't want like a cup of warm milk? Or okay, you're already in your room. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you go in your room and drop onto your bed and pass out. I. Uh, so Harkos. Yep. Uh, you head to Cassie's house. Well, so here's the thing. I don't know. Yes, I do, because I left a note there. Okay, never yes, mind. I was going to say, I don't remember if I actually knew where she lived, lived, but I do know. Because I found that out earlier in episodes. So, yes, sorry, continue. I head to Cassie's house. Okay. I. You head to the house. I. I so the, it's getting towards early evening, maybe a little past uh, dinner time at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, so, but you see, uh, a lamp on inside. I'm a knock on the door. Okay. Uh, you hear some shuffling and, uh, a couple of murmurs and then, uh, the door opens and you see Cassie's mom, which I don't think that, uh, you've actually met her face to face yet. No, nope. uh, Cassie's mom. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'll come uh, wake your ass up right now. <laughs> I think you're getting a long rest, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Cassie's mom is a uh, fairly tall, uh, like dirty blonde woman. I uh, she uh, oh saucy. I uh, she saucy. Uh, she looks. Uh, she looks like she's carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders. I uh, that. She's not like unnaturally thin, but she's very thin. Uh, she looks very tired. Uh, and uh, you can tell that she's experienced a, a heavy loss. Hello, ma'am. Um, oh, I'm. Yes, you're. Uh, is it. Is it. Harkos? Y- yes. Correct? Yes. Uh, I, uh, Cassie's. Spoken of you before, yes. Uh, I I don't mean to uh, disturb you this late in the evening, but um, I have something I'd like to tell. Is is Cassie here as well? I I feel like she should um, be here for this too. 
<laughs> she kind of gives you a little bit of a weird look, but uh, she says, yes, she's uh, she's just uh, she's cleaning up from dinner. So uh, let me let me go and get her. Thank you. So she she closes the door and then you hear some more shuffling and then uh, they after a couple minutes, they come back and open the door and you see Cassie sees you and as soon as, soon as she sees you, her, her eyes light up and she runs and, and hugs your knees. <laughs> Hello, young Cassie. It's good to see you too. You- uh, Ma- mommy said you had you wanted to talk to me? I actually wanted to speak with you both, but seeing you... Ma'am, I know I know it's late, but I don't I don't know that words would suffice. Can would would you accompany me to um to the barracks it, just for a moment, I promise I promise beyond anything it will be worth your time. Oh I uh, Yeah, I um I guess so. Uh, 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 Cassie, go and go and get your shoes on. Let's let's follow. Let's let's go. You can see that she. There's a look in her eyes like she's about to get another round of bad news. Yeah, she probably thinks I'm about to just show her the body, which is why I was so up in arms about how exactly to handle this because I, I would also think that's the first information. Like I can't just be like, found your husband. Be like, cool. You found his corpse. Thanks for bringing it back. Awesome. Like, I'm glad yeah. I have something to bury, but thanks for uh, uncovering that wound. There's no yeah. good way to disclose this information. So I figured it'd be best to be like, he's okay. And then also be able to just like <laughs> there, see, I mean, he's not great, but he's, he's here. Hey, but- uh, so uh, Cassie runs inside. She gets, uh, uh, it, it, it's gone for a minute. She comes back out. She has cute little like magic light up shoes that when she walks, they they light up. Hi, 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 hi. Yeah, you back there. Hi, hi. Uh, Not you, you, know, Bill. you know the kid shoes that I'm talking about that when yeah. when the foot lands. Yeah, it's but it's like the arcane version of that. So that's awesome. It's like the arcane version. That's amazing. They're actually, chaos light up shoes. <laughs> No, they just every time she takes a step, it's cla- it casts dancing lights. <laughs> uh, through chaos magic. You shut well, your mouth. There's part of you that was that really wants to ask where she got him. Uh, but anyway, I uh, so you take him to the barracks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and on, on on the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab. Cause did well? Did did Glenn keep the ball? I can't remember if he like made me take it back or not. I think he made you take it back. Shit. There's part of me that thinks he did too, but I don't know. You know what? I won't even. I will. We'll just. We will. Okay. Because we can't remember because we're terrible. I was going to say like, I pull it out. I'm not going to pull it out. I'll just, I'll, I'm going to look at Cassie while we're walking. Be like, I, I need you to know Miss Cassie that. Anytime I got worried while Trevor and I and the rest of us were down in the mines, I just, I thought of the ball that you sent me with to keep me safe, and it it helped me get back home. And I I thank you very much. I I hope it, it gave you good luck, too. 
and I'm going to look at her mom and tell her, I, I know you both have been through a lot, but you have a very strong daughter, and I, I can only imagine what she will accomplish in years to come. So she, uh, the the mom looks like she, uh, you know, she's got tears welling up, and she says, yes, uh, poor Cassandra has gone through much more than oh, Cassandra than <laughs> she ever she ever should have to I uh, but you're you're able to quickly get back to the barracks so, so I want to stop at like the door to the apothecary and I want to tell him I I can't imagine what might be going I'm talking to the mom um, what might be going through your mind, Miss? Um, but I didn't—I didn't know of a better way to share this information uh, believably. Um, it, it might take some time. There was—it it was a long time that that things were happening. Um, but I—I I found him. I found your husband, and he, he's, he's alive. And I'm gonna look down at Cassie, and I'm gonna say, I, I brought your dad home, and he's okay. He's not all the way okay, but he's okay. And then I'm gonna open up and the door. She and the Cassie's mom just flies past you. I uh, and Cassie looks at you with eyes as big as saucers, and you can see tears already welling Whoa. up. And she grabs your hand and runs into the room. That's good, Cassie, because Nick's crying too, so. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, So you get inside and you see uh, her mom is just standing there in shock. And you can see the apothecary is, is kind of patching up some wounds and, and applying some salves and stuff on, on Glenn. Uh, but uh, it, it's almost you can see a flutter in Glenn's eyes as they come in and he opens his eyes a little bit and he looks and he says Cassie Esma and he reaches his hand out and then he just kind of passes out again and uh, so Esma, uh, that you now know her name, runs yeah. up and grabs a hold of her hand and and just just starts wailing, just just fountains of tears coming out of her eyes. And Cassie runs up beside her and kind of like tries to to peek up over the table and grabs a hold of his hand too and the both of them just cry I'm going to look at the apothecary and I'm going to tell him I, I know it might not be the peace and rest that he needs but they, they needed to know well um he, he, he'll, he'll be okay like, he seems really uncomffortable with the situation. <laughs> I'm just, sure he is. Like, there's 
crying people in his his area and he's just trying to do his work and he uh, doesn't know what to do. So he's just kind of like backed off. He has like a uh, a sponge <laughs> with that's just kind of like in his hand and he doesn't know what to do. So he like in between their sobs and stuff, he's still trying to apply little salves and stuff. And that's all he can do. So, uh, um, Harkos is going to like kind of awkwardly back towards the door a little bit because he doesn't do well in family situations. And, um, yeah, and I mean, it is important as what you did, like, their, their mind is a hundred percent on the fact that this man just came back to them. Yeah. And, and, Knowing that, I know they probably won't uh, really hear or acknowledge anything, but just for Harkus's peace of mind, so he's not a total dick as he disappears into the night. Um, he's gonna be like, I, he he's gonna be okay, and I just I I wanted you guys to know that that he was back. I didn't I didn't want you to have to live another day, um, thinking that he wouldn't be back. And then um, Harkos is going to turn to leave. Okay. Uh, so you leave the apothecary. Uh, where are you going from here? Uh, to bed. Okay. <laughs> I kind of figured that was the answer. Uh, so you get out. Uh, you start heading out through the... Uh, uh, out through the main equipment room uh, and drill room, like where, uh, you know, all the... Uh, uh, like the straw men that they practice on and all that kind of stuff is all set up. Uh, yeah. And you hear uh, little footsteps come running behind you into the room. Uh, and then you hear, Cassie, just leave, let him... Oh, okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll stop you, and turn around. You turn around and you see uh, Cassie is is full sprint at you. And uh, Esma is sitting in the doorway, uh, kind of just watching. Uh, but she runs full sprint and leaps oh. at you. Oh, okay, yeah, that works. Um, I, uh, let me. What what would I what would I roll to stay on my feet? <laughs> let's say a uh, let's say a dexterity saving throw. Okay, that's that's fair. At least Her DC is not going to be very high. <laughs> well, I just I I am much I'm in a better place than Trevor is. Well, not anymore. He's at nine, so I'm at yeah. I'm at ten. But I'm I'm not feeling great either. And she's almost tackled me on a good day. So I just I I'm not kidding. I rolled a natural one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I a hundred percent was not expecting that, and I, it's not a fucking joke. I rolled a one. I figured it would be somewhere in the middle and be like, oh, I kind of stumble and almost fall over again, but like more severe this time. I have a one. I will not be rolling the black die anymore tonight. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. Uh, so with all of her... God damn. With all of her eight years of power behind her... <laughs> comes charging at you and with Eight the year old powerhouse <laughs> uh, with with the seeming fury of a thousand suns tackles you <laughs> in in the most loving embrace that you've ever felt in your life 
So I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna take it like a bird man and I'm gonna fall backwards <laughs> onto the ground. Just, oh, oh, yes, young Cassie, th- thank you. Goodness, so she, Nick, Nick, you take eight points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I'll fuck I'll take it. You know what? Just for shits and giggles. <laughs> You you take you, you take one bludgeoning damage <laughs> from falling. I have a bruised bird tailbone. I <laughs> uh, so she she's just hugging onto your neck so hard, and you hear her whisper in your ear. You brought my dad back. You're you're the best person in the world. I. I just did what I I had to and I when we found him and he was okay I, I I knew I had to bring him back for you we brought back a couple other people too but we're not sure who they are yet one of them is someone who went down with us but there's another stranger we have yet to figure out but th- this one I, I knew he had a letter from from you and your mom I uh, okay, so she's just hugging on you, and then you you can see Esma is walking up, and she grabs a hold of Cassie, and she picks her up, and and Cassie hugs onto her, and I uh, she she looks down at you, and she says, uh, "I'm I'm sorry." Yeah, Cassie <laughs> can be uh, she could be a handful and a half. Well, I'm. It's it's quite all right, but I'm I'm glad you have two more hands to help with her again. I, uh, Sir Harkos, I. Uh, oh, just just I, Harkos is fine. It's okay, ma'am. You have given a gift to my family, that <clears throat> is a debt that no one could ever pay, and I. Don't even be. I can't even begin to imagine how I ever could. You don't need to. Your daughter has has done more than enough. I, your town needed help, and I know I don't quite look the part of the hero, and I might not always feel that part. But your daughter saw it in me anyway, and. I, I meant what I said on the way over here. Her kind words and her, her gifts, they, they were my reason to keep pushing through that mine and to take care of every threat that might pose to her and anyone else up here. And I've not really done anything like that before. And honestly, without her, without thoughts of her behind me, I, I don't, I don't know what would have happened. So, As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. 
So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. She saved me, and the least I could do is make sure that I saved him for you guys. Well, again, thank you. And if there is ever anything that I can do, just just ask. Of course. Uh, I'm going to take my daughter back and sit with my husband. Then you can see that her eyes are welling up with tears again, and she turns and starts walking back. You guys have a good night. You as well. And may Lathander's light always shine upon you. And saloons upon you. Uh, so she walks through, uh, walks back through the door, and she's gone. I'm going to pick myself up off the floor, rubbing my ass, and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I, as you get back to your room, uh, the, the you have a very similar interaction with Gwork. Uh, it's just, oh, well, there's lots of people returning tonight. Uh, yes, uh, well, welcome back, uh, Mr. Harkos. Uh, is there anything that I can get for you before you retire like your friend? Um, I don't think so. 
I've had a very long few minutes after a very long few days, so I I think I'm just gonna go upstairs. Well, uh, anything that you need when you wake up, uh, do not hesitate to ask. Thank you, Quirk. No, you are most welcome, and, and thank you. Just doing what we came here to do. Okay. Uh, so you head up to bed. Uh, and can I have the two of you roll initiative nope. against each other? Nope. Um, uh, RP side note, Harkos does not make a bunch of extra locking noises. He's too tired. <laughs> Harkos, I have a, go, go ahead. ahead. I have a 16. Okay. Uh, I have... Uh, oh, well, I have an 11. Okay. Um, yeah, Harkos doesn't make any extra unlocking noises, and actually, um, high, he remembers to lock the door once he's inside. Low, he doesn't. Uh, he does not lock the door when he gets inside. He un- <laughs> unlocks the door, sets the key, like, next to it on the dresser or whatever, shuts the door, and collapses in his nest. <laughs> But okay. his room is unlocked for the first time ever. Uh, okay, so you uh, you un- you lock or forget to lock your doors, start heading to bed. Trevor, yep. roll for me a religion check. That's a 20 on the die. Okay. <clears throat> Which gives me a 22. So you sit up with a start. You're, you've slept for what feels like hours and hours and hours. And then all of a sudden you sit up to a bright light at the foot of your bed. Oh. Uh, hello. Trevor Ironjaw. Welcome back. Uh, thank, thank you. No. Thank you, Trevor Ironjaw. For, for, for what? You have done, with you and your fellows, what no one else could do. Could only be you and no one else. You followed your path. The path that you walked the hardest path that anyone could take, and you came out the other side unscathed. You walked through fire and came out unburnt. I don't know about unscathed, but um, I'm still alive as far as I can tell. There is more to do. This is not the end of your path. But one stage, one fork in the trail. Continue walking this path and bring glory back to this world, Trevor Ironjaw. And thank. I, I, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. And thank you again. Uh, I, I have, I have a request. You have earned that much, Trevor Ironjaw. What do you request? I I would just like to know what to call you. Fuck. 
God damn it. It's in my notes, but I have to dig to I have to dig to find the fucker. Hold on. That's what I that's what I was waiting for was I know it's in here somewhere. <laughs> Give me a brief moment. <clears throat> I was prepared, just not this prepared. Alright, hold on. Hold on. I gotta find the right file. God damn it. Ah! Uh, that's the wrong one. Oh, God damn it. <clears throat> ha! Okay, okay. Uh, <clears throat> you wish to know my name, Trevor Ironjaw. I, I, yes, yes, please. My name is Numerath. Well, uh, Numerath, I uh, appreciate you walking with me through all of this. If only I could have, but it is not that time yet. Numerath the Golden Flame cannot step foot upon your plane yet. But, but you are with me, nonetheless. And you are with me. And then you wake up. <sighs> I... And it probably takes you a good 15, 20 seconds before you fall the fuck back into sleep. Because that you did not sleep for very long. <laughs> all right back to sleep then well unless there's anything that you, i mean you're awake so that was my assumption but you I, are free to do what you wish i i think i think you know because you, you said in the in the dream i woke up and i felt like i'd been been asleep for a while so i think initially he would like sling his legs out from under the covers and out of the bed and sit there for a minute and kind of process what just happened and then feel the exhaustion would set back in. Well, I think he would feel uh, that, you know, like that. I, I don't know how to describe it, but uh, not weight off your shoulders type thing, but like he needed to know that. And so now he feels better about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, and then, you know, then the exhaustion hits. Probably go back to bed for probably one of the best night's sleep he's had in a while. <laughs> I mean, you say that you did not build a nest, so good luck. <clears throat> Says you. Maybe I took tips from Harkos 101. I doubt it. <laughs> okay. I, Harkos. Mm-hmm. I... You open the door, you close it, you th you think you lock it, you don't. You turn around and start heading to your bed, and there is a crudely wrapped package sitting in the middle of your nest. Oh boy. So, uh, as I notice this, Harkos, um, I'm gonna, f f like, falter in a step and just, <laughs> I don't know if I can take any more today. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm gonna pick it up and then plop down in my nest and start opening it. Okay. I uh, so you open it and I uh, inside there is two sealed envelopes. Uh, there is one that is heavier and one that is lighter. Which one would you want to open first? Um, the lighter one. Okay. You open up the lighter one and there is a slip of paper. Uh, upon which is, in your language, uh, more pieces to the puzzle. Do not make it more complicated. <laughs> and that's it. I'm just, I'm just writing this down. Um, I'm gonna open the other one. Okay. Uh, so you open up the other one, and there is a multitude of black and silver that appear to be like larger fish scales. What? They're not soft like you would expect, you know, like a, a fish scale to be. That when you pick one up, it is it is like iron in your hand. It is inflexible and immoving. But they are very light. Oh, Jesus. So, I'm just... Harkus is going to sit there and stare at the... the... scale... stuff. And go, Yeah. Don't make it more complicated, right? Uh, side note that they're not like black and silver. They are black and silver. So it's not like black and silver scales. It's black scales and silver scales. Yeah. Uh, you know what? <laughs> um... Harkos is going to scoot to the edge of the nest. Mm -hmm. And I want to set him... I want to set the scales down on the floor to my right. Mm -hmm. And then I want to reach in my bag and um, for the first time since seeing them, I want to dump out the like eggshell on the floor to the left. Okay. And I want to see how ridiculously complex the eggshell looks. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to take time and thought energy. But uh, as you kind of like look at them, that you can see a couple of pieces that look like they should be together. Uh, so it, it definitely take you time, but it doesn't look like it's impossible. So I'm going to scoop the eggshells back up into the bag they came in and tie that off and put it back in my bag. And I'm going to pick up all the scales and put them in the back in their envelope and put that in my with my stuff. And I'm going to stare at the note and uh, say, not that it fucking matters, there's no one in here, but I'm going to say, um, I... I really, really want to piece this together, but uh, I just don't know that I... And I'm going to fall backwards and fall asleep with the <laughs> note like, on my chest. <laughs> All right. You've, you both get 
the deepest sleep that you can recall ever having. I uh, you you sleep for a good long while, but eventually you do wake up. I uh, <laughs> I mean that's a positive. It, it uh, I mean as soon as you wake up, you can see that there is uh, bright sunlight that is uh, coming in through your windows. Uh, Harkos, you see a little, uh, a little white envelope on your, uh, there's a table that's, uh, close by the nest. There is a little white note, uh, in an envelope that's sitting there. So it's on a table in the room? Yes. So Harkos, being alone, he's going, oh god, I didn't lock the door! (laughs) Uh, Trevor, you can see that there is, uh, there is a similar note that uh, uh, is uh, been slid underneath your door. We'll definitely go read it. Okay. Uh, You read it, and it is a note from Melia uh, that it just says, uh, as soon as you are awake and able, please come and see me. I'll head over to Harkos' room. Okay. I... at the moment, Harkos, you because you rolled initiative and you got higher, you wake up uh, before Harkos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Harkos is not quite awake yet. But, uh, and this is uh, when you wake up, Harkos. Harkos! So, so through the door. Huh? Oh, I forgot to lock the door last night! You say you say open the door. No. Oh. I mean you you might as well. Apparently someone else has. <laughs> so I'll open the door. No, you don't. Go in. It's locked. Naha! <laughs> well come um, in, Trevor. The 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 door is quite quite locked. Oh. Uh oh. So I'm gonna go read the. I'm gonna go read my note now because I'm kind of scared. It, it says the. It says the same thing that it's a uh, note from Elia saying, "When you're awake and able, come and see her." Yeah. So now I'm gonna think that I did actually lock my door, and I mean the shadow just. I mean she has ways. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna put myself together and go. Open the door and go, Trevor, Amelia got... Oh, you got one, too. Uh, yes, that's why I stopped by here first. We, I figured we could go together, because if I got the letter, you you get the letter, normally. It, yep. I also... I was hoping you also had one. Did you... you, you yeah. Yes. Yes, I, I, I also have one. Good. We... Sh- uh, I need breakfast. Oh. Brilliant idea. Yes. Haven't eaten in a while. <laughs> uh, so do you guys head down to get food? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is it is well past lunchtime. It is middle of the afternoon. Oh, shit. I, 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 I would assume that an eight hours would not do it after, no. uh, hey, after your last couple this. days. So agreed. 
Uh, I, it's, it's definitely going to be into mid afternoon by the time that you guys wake up. But as soon as you come down, uh, Gwark excitedly says, Oh, Hey, you finally awoke. Uh, is, uh, is there anything that I can get for you? I would love to, uh, I'd love to make anything. Um, what's your specialty? Uh, I make really good lamb. I don't know how you feel about lamb. Um, yeah, let's. That sounds let's, quite nice. Let's try it. Okay. Uh, give me uh, give me just a a hot minute. Aha. Uh, that was for you, Trevor. Uh, nah. Yes, because. The firepower. Okay. So uh, so you told her about your firepowers, but you keep lying to me. You know what? Give me your note. I'm ripping it up. Give it here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't get one. God damn it. Uh, so she goes, uh, she goes into a back room and you hear her uh, kind of fiddling around with some stuff. But, uh, you know, a little bit later, uh, you know, about 15, 20 minutes, she comes back out with a nice plate. Uh, it has uh, has some lamb. It's got some potatoes and an assortment of vegetables. Oh yeah, scarf it down. <laughs> yep, that's gone. <laughs> uh, she she looks at you, panicked. Um, is do you, do you want more or are, <sighs> are you good? Uh, oh, that that was amazing. Oh. Yes, I much uh, appreciated. Oh, I needed that. Yes. <laughs> oh. Uh, Sorry, uh, I seem to hello. I seem to have eaten it a little fast. You know, mm. it's it's a common uh, <laughs> thought that birds can't, can't get the hiccups, but I am a bird person, so, you, so you, I get hiccups every once in a while. You sound like you're looking to tame a dragon. No, I just uh, I don't appreciate your joke. <laughs> I simply had inhaled too many carbs at once. I. <laughs> <laughs> I have the carbohydrate hiccups. Oh, that I I've I've seen terrible things happen from the the carbups. Carbicups. I've not had them for some time. It's, well, it's a very, very good meal. Uh, I I suggest you. Uh, whew, those, oh, those are bad. Um, do you, do you want do you want some water or um? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, so she brings out a, a a big pitcher and pours you a big glass. You know, you probably could have asked for a drink before, so you wouldn't just have to try to take all of that down and went dry. You know, it's it's all right. Okay. Hey, they're gone. Oh, thank you. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're most welcome. Um, well. Trevor and I, work is never done. We've yes, we've got somewhere to be. So <coughs> we will hopefully see you in a few hours for bedtime. Maybe later <laughs> in the evening than necessary, but maybe we won't see you. Well, the plan is to be back sometime before dawn. Who knows? Maybe we'll go on the mine for another day in a row. Yay! Always seems like a fun idea. Stop typing. Stop it. <laughs> I... 
the aggression in my voice. <laughs> Don't you fucking do that. Don't you write a new shit. Uh, okay. I'm going to destroy you now. <laughs> Man. I. So, uh. Do you guys head straight for. Uh. Ow. Just pop toes and that hurt a lot. Uh. Uh, uh, do you just head straight for Melia or? Yes. Yeah. Because there's part of me that wants to pop in and talk to Jorik again and stuff, but that that can happen later. Jorik didn't leave us a note. Melia left us a note. And for all I know, Jorik's fucking there. So. Melia first and then mop up any pleasantries afterwards. Okay. Uh, so you head towards uh uh Melia's uh Melia's mansion uh the M&M uh <laughs> it's this big yellow house <laughs> it's got all us nuts inside <laughs> uh, okay. so you head towards Melia's uh the uh uh the guards let you in right away uh, and you head up towards the uh, towards the door. Knock. <laughs> uh, eventually, you <laughs> you have a very confused servant opening the door. It's, um, you you could have just come in. You, that is impolite. It is not my house. Um, it, I think that you are most welcome. Uh. Yes, uh, uh, go, go, come on in, uh, sirs. Thank you. Yes, uh, uh, Melia is, uh, is waiting for you in, uh, in, uh, her, uh, uh, audience chambers. If you want to, if you want to, like, head there. Cool. Okay. Come along, Trevor. Clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so that's you... my default travel noises <laughs> that's that's fair i okay uh give me just a second here it's better than me going coconut 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 and i can't always because that's that's a little cheap yeah, that is an overpowered move, and you can only use that so many times uh, in any particular game, because yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of unfair to just be able to do that and then just be wherever you want. To me, it's how it works, but it has to it has charges. You can only use it so many yeah. times. You got to You got to sit on it until you know that the DM will be like, oh, fine. Sure. I'll skip the boring part. Like, yeah, thanks, man. I know I should be scared for whatever Ken's going to throw in our face next to ruin our happy, but I feel so good right now. Like, feels pretty fucking nice. Despite the puzzling fucking letters that I get in my fucking bed, which, mind you, my door was locked before that was in my bed, just so everyone's on the same page. Because I only just got to that page. 
My door was 100% locked, and someone put a gift in my bedroom. And then Nick knows that it wasn't locked, and Melia came in and locked it, because she's nice. Or maybe Gork took a note from Melia and put it in, and then locked my door. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Uh, so you, uh, you... Uh, head in, and this uh, where they're telling you to go is actually a different room that you've seen, but you uh, you haven't actually been in yet. Uh, that it's a a larger like reception area uh, that has like an audience chamber. So yep. you walk in, uh, and open up the door, and it's a large circular room, uh, with uh with uh, a seating arrangement around the outside of the room. And uh, as soon as you walk in, there is a round of applause. As you realize there's about 50 people that are in this room. Oh, Uh, Trevor, they think we're someone else. uh, Melia is seated in a large throne at the... Uh, at the opposite end of the room. Uh, beside her on one side is Jorik, and on the other side of her is a uh, recovering Lethandarian priest uh, who is dressed in, in full adornment, uh, along with Jorik being in uh, his like ceremonial armor. Uh, but Melia stands and she says, Sirs, approach. Okay. Clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop. <laughs> kind of ruining the mood. Sorry. Uh, okay. Step, step, step. Uh, Trevor, do you proceed as well? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, so the two of you approach. Uh, you kind of look out at the, the people that are seated here. Uh, and you see Selena and Puffles are also here. Uh, you see Phil, uh, and you see Nigel. You see all the people that you've met are seated within this room, and they're all clapping for you. And you get to... All of Argus's feathers just ruffle because I am very uncomfortable. I uh, so you go and stand in front of uh in front of Melia and she looks to the both of you and she uh holds her hands out and she says kneel champions. Ah! Fucking word. Ooh. That fucking ah. word. I will uh definitely take a knee. Yeah, Harkos does too cuz Harkos isn't fucking Ovid, <laughs> so I, as soon as you kneel, the room goes quiet. Uh, Melia looks over to Jorik, who uh, he kneels to her side as well and holds out a, uh, a very long, very ornate sword, uh, which she pulls out from the scabbard and holds up in front of her. And she says... You have performed great services to Iron's Edge and her people. I knight thee in Lathander's name as Cavaliers of Iron's Edge. And she does the the ritualistic like sword on, on each of your shoulders. And she 
turns and she's the sword back and and uh Jorik stands and takes a step back and bows and she looks back to the two of you and she says stand and let Lathander's light be upon you as knights of the rank of cavalier and that is where we're going to call it for tonight <sighs> Should have known it was coming. I'm just saying. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Doesn't make you less of a dick. <laughs> hey, is that really Ouch. that bad of a cliffhanger? It, I, it's not. It's not that it's a. It's a very good cliffhanger with a lot of things that can come with it that we could be doing. But now it's a cliffhanger that we can't be doing, and I have to wait a week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, thank you all very much for joining us at our table. Uh, we truly appreciate it. And if you appreciate us, uh, then we humbly ask that you become our patrons on Patreon. Uh, we have uh, different tiers, different things that you can uh, that you can get based on the tiers. I don't really talk. I, I'm so excited about the under the trench coat that I haven't really been talking about other things. But we also have uh, other bonuses such as uh, like raw unedited episodes that have kind of like a before show where we sometimes talk nerdy to each other uh, or we talk random stuff. Uh, sometimes it's on topic of the podcast. Sometimes it's not. So it's kind of a mixed bag of uh, of random nerddom. Uh, but uh, talk nerdy to me, Ken. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I do every <laughs> Friday and Saturday. So, uh, so uh, please, you know, if you uh, like what you're hearing, support us on Patreon. Uh, Brad, where can these fine folks get in touch with us? You can subscribe to us on our website at ritgeekpodcast.com to keep up with all things Rolling in the Geek or on any of your favorite ear bacon stations. Also, we are very active on Twitter. If you want to talk to three guys who have faces made for podcasting, feel free to tag us at Roll in the Geek. That's R-O-L-L-I-N-T-H-E-G-E-E-K. Thank you very much, Brad. Uh, and Nick, this week, in honor of your new title, you are the Cavalier Fighter of Sound. Ha, huh, fuck you, Brad. <laughs> uh, you ride your powerful laptop steed through... <laughs> uh, through oh, I'm sorry, the, Penelope. <laughs> through... <laughs> Uh, through the dark heart of our podcast and cut out the poor sections and put a shining light upon the beautiful sections to provide ear bacon. Please saddle us up something fun to go out on. Dare cowboy. You know, there's a part of my brain that wants to make a horse noise, but it's also 3.06 a.m. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, um, it's a honorable hootie who from Nick and Harkos as uh, we stand glistening in the adoring sun of all our friends in episode 31 and 
you know, we'll just have to see what else we can do in episode 32 because I want to say things are going to calm down, but we still have a fucking meeting to attend to in like five-ish days or however many days we have left to get to that fucking train. So, uh, look forward to that in future. Um, this week's song um, is it's 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 two different halves almost. So there, there's a half that's podcasty, and then a hundred percent not. Like I know, I know we take things pretty silly here and stuff, and we do things goofy. The the, the second half, um, as I was writing this, I felt the the words come out. So the uh, obviously we're recording this a little in advance. Spoilers, sorry. You, I mean, you know that the way the world works. They don't have time to do everything on top of each other. So um, right now we're in the middle of, uh, at time of recording, we're in the middle of the COVID-19 stuff and everyone in the world is scared and it's a scary time and it's just worrisome to a lot of people. People are losing loved ones and it's, it's not fun. So the first half of this is about the podcast to make you feel good. The second half is to let you know um, that you're not alone. So the, the second half is going to be a little more real and I hope that's okay. So without further ado... Uh, here is this week's song. <clears throat> Another ally risks their life for those <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> who can't. Wow. And this violence is for protection to keep innocence from being taken. But you see, it's not me. It is all of the B team in the mine, in the mine. They are fighting with their spells and their fists and their spears. And their pets in the mine, <laughs> in the mine. They are trying. They want to protect, to protect Iron's Edge, Iron's Edge, Iron's Edge. edge. They want to protect. To protect Iron's Edge, Iron's Edge, Iron's Edge. Oh, this is the real part. Another week goes by and quarantine's not over. When all hope seems too far gone, do not fear, cause there's still light in your friends and online and through every screen. We are here, we are here, don't be frightened with our jokes and our puns and our shows and our fun. We are here, we are here, don't get frightened, just take a breath, take a deep breath, we're all here, we're all here, all of us are here, just take a breath, 
Take a deep breath. We're all here. We're all here. You have friends here for you. Yeah. Mm, Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Because you're not alone. Like, there's always someone. They they might be six feet away, but they're always there. (laughs) We don't have to be afraid right now. It's okay. We're a country. We stand tall. Also, the B team rocks. So there's yeah, that. Well, you know, hey, <laughs> rocks, Yay, way to break up the monotony of the seriousness. Woohoo, jokes. <laughs> Stopping Stop the recording. recording. Yep. Flabba, flabba, diva. Please, your royal vinage. I, I had no idea that this would, uh, this would rile the people so. No, please, no more. I, I did not know that it would have such an effect. I'm out of angry sounds. <laughs> I love you.